This is Johnny, the chubby, Caucasian, Christian, closeted conservative. Some might say I'm everything wrong with the world, but don't take their word for it. Make up your own mind. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back. We have a lot to get to today. I am not going to do any Fauci files today. I have not been posting them online. I've been so involved with the Afghanistan and Taliban story that it has just been so overwhelming. And uh, I just haven't had any time to read any Fauci files. We're all just, we, My wife and I are also in the middle of moving as well. So I've just been uh, pretty busy. But I've been keeping up with the whole Afghanistan story. I'm actually recording this several days after uh, the terrorist attack in Afghanistan that killed 13 of our service members and close to 200 Afghanis. This episode won't be released till a week or so after that. I do an episode every other Tuesday. However, I began recording this just a few days after the terrorist attack. And Joe Biden's cognitive issues have now cost lives in a foreign war. You can go back and listen to my ep- all my episodes. I've never s- stated who I voted for in the 2020 presidential election. I think the biggest critique I have had of Joe Biden is that him and Donald Trump have different leadership styles. And one of the episodes where I talked about the southern border, I commented that Joe Biden needed a scapegoat for the the southern border, and that's why he put Kamala Harris in charge of it. But all in all, my my heart breaks for Joe Biden. A lot of conservatives that I've interacted with don't necessarily hate Joe Biden. Democrats really, and far progressives, are very, they're full of anger and hate. I had a liberal tell me that if they could get their hands, when, when Donald Trump was president, I had a liberal tell me that he thought it would be in the best interest, in, interest of the United States if he was in eyesight of Donald Trump to attempt to shoot him. And, and that, I, that broke my heart. I am so much of a patriot. I love this country that I don't wish any harm on Joe Biden. In fact, I think that would cause more chaos in this country and more death death, and make us look even weaker if all of a sudden we had a president just die while in office. My opinion of Joe Biden is I, I think the man is sick. I truly believe that. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I really think the man is sick. I think he has cognitive issues. He's not like he was when he was VP. And that was only, it hasn't really been that long. And his cognitive ability has gone downhill. The thing that makes me angry and begins to, and gets my blood boiling is the way the media part has portrayed these two presidents. Joe Biden is supposed to be the ultimate unifier, while Donald Trump was just an angry, grumpy, orange man, and every tweet that he sent out was just hateful and spread white supremacy and hate throughout this country and caused a wider divide than anybody else had ever done. He was basically the the second coming of Hitler and just spread division throughout this country. While Joe Biden is just even little comments that people are cracking jokes about are fact-checked by the media. I mean, he is in the presidential protection program. I mean, the media comes to this man's aid, saves him from everything. And let me give you an example. This and this one is, is is pretty much a joke. I believe he's getting off a of Marine One, and as he's walking towards the reporters, they all start hollering questions at one time. And jokingly, you know, you can't hear anything. I, I understand where the man's coming from, and he just starts 
babbling, I guess, uh, to, to kind of make fun of them, to, to show them what he hears. I, I get it. It's a joke. But it sounds like he says, my butt's been wiped. I'll play it for you. My butt's been wiped. Okay. The first time someone played it for me, I didn't hear it. So I'm, I'm going to play it a second time. And you're listening for my butt's been wiped. My butt's been wiped. Now, do I think Joe Biden said this on purpose? No, I do not. Every party is going to find every single little thing that they can to blame the other side. I don't think he meant to say my butt's been wiped. Does it sound like it? Yes. Yes, it does sound like it. The part that makes me angry about this, though, is I found several articles fact-checking that clip of him saying my butt's been wiped. The Independent did it, and they said that the president's words were muffled by the helicopter noise noise, and are unable to tell what he actually said. I'm so happy Rudders got involved because they fact-checked it as well. They claimed it false. Biden did not say my butt's been wiped when responding to a question from a reporter about immigration. A slowed-down version of the footage suggests he did. What must be what is what he actually said. And you know what? If you have the time to fact check that, slow that coverage down, whatever you want to do, I guess you care enough about President Joe Biden to go to bat for him over this one little silly misunderstanding. And that's what you want to do. That's fine. But you know what? I couldn't find a single fact check about Donald Trump saying telling people to drink bleach, which we know is that's not true. He he said disinfectant and somehow maybe get sunlight and he never talked about uh, drinking it. He was just brainstorming up on uh, the White House at the White House press conference with some doctors saying that maybe they could find some way to uh, inject some sort of disinfectant and and sunlight because both of these, you know, do very well against uh, COVID. But when you hate when you have so much hate and anger towards uh, Donald Trump, you look for just anything, grabs that straws for anything. And unfortunately, the media just soaked it up. And I don't know if they got good ratings or if they just uh, hated the man so much that they were willing to just continue this narrative and support the the anti-Trump everything-itis. But the fact that they will carry Joe Biden's water on just something stupid as my butt, my butt's been wiped. And yes, I know uh, you. (laughs) The first time I heard it, someone played it for me and was like, listen to this. And they laughed and I didn't hear it. Then they said, listen, very carefully. And they played it again and I didn't hear it. Then I had to have someone tell me he says my butt's been wiped. And the third or fourth time when they played it, I finally, I finally heard it. Now, and and all of us who were in the room when we were listening to it knew that it was a joke. Knew that even if he did say it, that that's that's not what he meant to say. And that in fact he was trying to mock or mimic, or basically just make a joke to the press who he couldn't hear because of the helicopter. That's fine, but I don't need three or four page fact checks on this. Now, one thing that I do love from politicians and just famous people and people in the public eye in general is I, I do love gaffes. Who doesn't like the extended cuts of movies or the deleted scenes at the end where everybody starts breaking down? I mean, we love gaffes one is the next, but I doubt if an actor couldn't control himself on stage and erupted in the laughter every few minutes that he wouldn't have a job for very long. My question to you is when do... A politician's gaffes, when does it finally affect 
the world and our opinion of that individual if they're just a gaff machine or do the gaffs hint at some other cognitive state now if there is a liberal linda or liberal larry out there who heard me say that they probably just became enraged that their anger towards me and hate towards me just grew tenfold and my heart breaks for you my heart breaks for joe biden the and the the person that i am angriest at out of this whole situation is hunter biden and we'll get there but my heart breaks for joe biden i i honestly think this man is sick i don't think he's capable of the job i don't know if his age plays a factor in it or not i think we were deceived during the presidential 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 election of 2020 not necessarily just by the counting of the votes but just the way the mainstream media social media portrayed joe biden as this strong courageous nice moderate which is just an outright lie that is that is not true at all and as a country we have to deal with joe biden i mean it's just it it's not gonna get better the cognitive decline watch watch coverage from him in his heyday when he's a senator or even in the beginning of his vice presidency he is on the ball there is no slur there is no stumbling of words just staring off in the space when asking questions when answering questions the man is on top of his game and now we have a president in there who puts our troops in harm. And let me tell you what, if you don't think China and Russia and other bad actors in the world, if you don't think that they're studying our president and picking up on all these cues of cognitive decline and his weakness, you are sadly mistaken. Joe Biden looks weak and frail to the rest of the world. And they're going to push America around. And I'm scared for that. And my heart breaks for the Biden family. Joe Biden is very, uh, I posted an article on Facebook, Joe Biden is very involved in the White House and a lot of the decision making and the day-to-day -day business of the White House. My personal opinion is I think she likes being on the arm of the President of the United States. Joe Biden, I have no idea what's going on with him. I don't even really know who's calling the shots. This when he talks about getting in trouble with his staff, let, let me just play a few highlights of this. I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna just the last question I'll take, and I, I'm really gonna be in trouble. I, I really think it all works. I'm not, I'm not supposed to take any questions, but go ahead, Mr. President. On Afghanistan, I'm not gonna answer Afghanistan now. Can you say if there's still an okay. risk? Thank you. What's your take on the end of your meeting, sir? Were you optimistic coming out of it today? I'm sorry I'm going to get in trouble with staff. I don't do this the right way. Jennifer Jacob, Bloomberg. They gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. That is not something we recommend. In fact, a lot of times we say, don't take questions. You know, but he's going to do what he wants to do because he's the president of the United States. Now, I, I have a few ideas on these statements. And let me let me start with one that maybe we can all find common ground on. I want to give Joe Biden the benefit of the doubt here. I think he says this. I don't want to get in trouble thing because I think he <laughs> for some reason, I believe that he thinks it makes him look like a bad boy and that Americans, we just love the bad boy. You know, I really, <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this, but let me take a couple of your questions. 
that that's that's my first thought. And if you are a liberal, Linda or Larry, uh, I that is the argument that I think I would play up. But honestly, I need some more from that because when he starts talking about when he has these no cards and individuals that he's supposed to call on on a certain order, uh, <laughs> leads me to my second point: is imagine if it was Donald Trump. Just just take thirty seconds. Picture that orange man with that weird orange hair standing up there with that uh, little grin that he has. Oh, I'm uh, I'm not supposed to. Uh, I'm not you know not supposed to answer questions. Um, I was given a list of certain people that I was supposed to call on, and you know what? CNN didn't make the list. Can you imagine? Donald Trump just switch just switch spots there for with Donald Trump and Joe Biden just for a second. Can you imagine Kelly McEnany saying we don't encourage Donald Trump to, you know, answer questions? The mainstream media would eat Donald Trump alive. It would be this would be the biggest continuous story that they would ever talk about over and over and over again. And the scariest thing to me is the list. Why does he need a list of reporters to call on? Does does it keep it in some sort of order so that everybody gets a chance to ask a question and be heard? Does it keep us on track somehow? Is he not able to call on his own reporters? Are these questions pre-written and that he's aware of them? When he said he was going to take questions about the hurricane down south and that went through New Jersey and New York and they asked him a question about Afghanistan and he just walked away. Oh, come on, man. Like, you had to see an Afghanistan question coming. I don't know why you would say I'm not supposed to take questions and then open up the questions and then just walk away. And probably the example that I think sums up this sad, tragic story in one clip is during his campaign when he was asked about his cognitive abilities. Specifically, have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Are, are you a junkie? What do you I, I, I know you're trying to goad me, but I mean, I'm so forward looking to have an opportunity to sit with the president or stand with the president in debates. There can be plenty of time. I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental my physical as well as my mental fitness and uh, to uh, you know to make a judgment about who I am. This weird thing that he does when he's pressured or backed into a corner about his cognitive state when he gets angry i i i mean that it it almost screams out dementia to me and my heart just breaks for the man and i'm scared for the future of the us i mean the rest of the world is laughing at us and the mainstream media here is going to continue to hold his water continue to carry his water cover his butt and Every chance that they can to put down Donald Trump, they will. Well, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Ted Cruz, and Greg Abbott, they will just bash them and bash them. I mean, the fact that he, they tell him not to answer questions, who is calling the shots here? 
obviously Joe Biden is not aware of everything that is coming out of his administration. The part that really begins to make me angry is when we start to discuss Hunter Biden. I mean, can you just imagine for a minute Eric Trump coming out and having all of these drug issues? Would he be so idolized? Would there be forgiveness and grace for Eric Trump? I have reason to believe that it would actually show up in a campaign commercial. Do we want Donald Trump, whose son is, you know, all whacked out on drugs, actually running the United States? However, when we talk about Hunter Biden, it's almost portrayed as a rags to riches story. And what makes me so angry is I am a son as well. And my father has been very good to me. And my, my father's getting a little older and he worked his tail off for me and my family. My father took care of us, went to work every day, tried to make as much money as he get as he could and provide a better future for myself and my sister. If my father was somewhere making as big as a fool of himself as Joe Biden is in the White House, I would run to my father's aid. I would do just about anything I could to go and help him. I have a three-year-old, I have a full-time job and a wife, and I would do anything to go and help them. Meanwhile, you have Hunter Biden, who is portrayed as some sort of hero for overcoming a drug addiction, and basically has lived off of his last name almost his entire life. You want to talk about privilege? You want to talk about privilege? This Hunter Biden, this man is all wrapped up in privilege, and I am ready to find out what's out on this laptop but what really <laughs> what really makes me angry and even somewhat emotion emotional is hunter biden does not care about his father and th that's obvious and it's obvious that he most likely never has cared about his father it's always been about him and that's what usually happens with an addiction is that it doesn't really matter who you hurt as long as you are able to get whatever it is that you're addicted to, you will go out of your way to get that substance. So not only that, but he's made millions off of his father's name. And now this whole painting thing and the laptop crap, this man does not care. Hunter Biden does not care about how his actions or his decisions are going to affect his father. And that's sad. That's sad. Hunter Biden really should put down the Parmesan cheese, the crack pipe, the paintbrush, and go to the White House and be there with his father. Maybe not for his brain power or, you know, for him to make decisions within the administration, but to be there for some sort of emotional and cognitive support, helping him get from meeting to meeting, making sure no one is taking advantage of him, of, of uh, his father, Joe. And... Just making sure he doesn't fall down the stairs and break a hip. But Hunter Biden's selfishness as a, as a adult son, if I saw my father in that, I would do just about anything to go help him. Here's a man. My father has raised me and protected me and set me up for the greatest future that I could have. Laid the foundation for it. And if he was somewhere, anywhere... And the rest of the world or just his community was laughing at him. I would go and help. I would go and help. And I, we would have to have a serious conversation, my father and I, if he should continue the actions that got him in this situation. All of my fellow uh, Christian brothers and sisters out there, anybody of any faith, I would encourage you to 
pray for wisdom uh, for our president and and our leaders. Uh, that that has been the prayer on my heart the last year. Even when Donald Trump was president, uh, every night I pray with my son. We ask the Lord to give wisdom uh, to our leaders, and we also ask uh, the Lord to help us make good decisions. But to talk about Afghanistan. I hope we can all find common ground that this terrorist attack over there is is a tragedy. If you are an individual listening right now and you want more death in the world than than life, I would ask that you would just stop listening to this podcast. Uh, individuals like that, where there's nowhere we're going to find common ground on it. Now, when we start talking about steps to get to less death and more life, of course, we're going to have different opinions, and that's where I think we can actually have interesting conversations. But if you just seek death and destruction for just the sake of death and destruction, then please just um, delete this podcast, don't unsubscribe, don't listen to it anymore. Now, once we find, once we have found that common ground, hopefully the next step that we can take together is that the way we left Afghanistan was not the best way that we could do it. And I'm not a military general or war games type person at all. I'm not even really sure what the solution to the Afghans, Afghanistan problem is, how we could have left a different way. I've heard other people give their opinions and listen to them, and I think some of them are interesting. Why did we not get all the our citizens out before pulling the troops out? Another question I have is, why did we leave all of this equipment over there when 13 u.s service members die don't think we can consider that a success and to joe biden it's difficult for me to comprehend and wrap my mind around when you say in the same speech several times you accept responsibility and you stand by your decision but then say that you didn't really have a choice because the previous administration had agreed to be out by may 1 you either fully support the decision that you made or you don't. There's, you know, really not a lukewarm thing. I support the decision that I made until, you know, 13 service members died or, you know, wishful thinking. I supported the decision, but I just, you know, wish people didn't lose their lives over it. That's that's not really how this works. Now, when you say that you stand by your decision to withdraw from Afghanistan the way that we did... I feel that you are accepting blame for the deaths of 13 U.S. service members and close to two ha uh, 200 Afghans that also died in that terrorist attack. We also have to keep in mind what is going to happen in Afghanistan now and the repercussions and the ripple effect that this is going to have across the rest of the world for years. Afghanistan is again going to become a safe haven for terrorists. Terrorism in the western countries are going to it's going to rise again. Europe and America, we are going to start to experience terrorist attacks again. And it will be very difficult to watch these attacks and watch these individuals die and not blame, not place some blame on Joe Biden. And I would also like to ask, how can the rest of the world ever trust us again? How can any sort of citizen or whistleblower from another country ever 
trust America again. Look at all of the Afghan translators that we promised we would get out of there that are now behind enemy lines. They are stuck there. And and we have signed their death certificate. What happens if we have to go back in there? What happens if we have another 9-11 and we have to go back into Afghanistan? Who's going to sign up to be an interpreter? I wouldn't. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I heard this same spiel you know, five years ago and it didn't really work out uh, the way people said it was going to work out. And one one thing during this whole process that I, I, I didn't understand that just sat with me the wrong way was the date that Joe Biden picked to be out of Af- Afghanistan. September 11th, 2021, 20 years afterwards. When when I heard that actual date, when I heard him say that was his deadline to be out, my initial thought was, Why? Why pick that date? Obviously, these people already have sick senses of humor. I mean, 911 20 years ago on the 20th anniversary of it. I mean, this would be the time where I would be most afraid of something happening. It was on the 10th anniversary too where I was afraid. And to pick that date is just it's very unusual. It's very odd. I don't even know why you gave them like a, a deadline, gave them a date or even I don't know, planted that in their mind. These people have sick sense of humor already. And to say, you know, we're going to give you free reign September 11, 2021, and you do with it as you wish. And then for it to change, for him to buy into the Taliban's demands of August 31st, (sighs) this season that America is in right now, it's just a very sad season. And the Lord is just breaking my heart for this country and for our leaders and for our allies and citizens abroad. I continuously find myself in prayer for individuals that I don't even know in certain situations. And I would just encourage all of my brothers and sisters out there, whether conservative or liberal, whatever, to continue to pray for our country and for this individual. This is a dark, this is a dark season in America's history. And I just... I just have to believe that there was a better way to go about this. I don't know what that way is, but I got a feeling as more research is done on the terrorist attack and decisions and this mission and the way orders were carried out is studied closer, that we will find mistakes and hopefully we can learn from this. Hopefully we can learn from this. That's going to just about wrap it up for me today. I don't want this podcast to turn into a Joe Biden hate-a-thon. One thing that I would like to start with this is to start a conversation, start a dialogue with my audience. I actually had my first semi-viral Facebook post. It was an interaction that Joe Biden had with the Prime Minister of Israel. And that, uh, that again, was very scary, very sad. But you can go on my Facebook and find it. He's reading off of note cards and stumbling over the note cards while the Prime Minister of Israel speaks after him, is very strong, very well-spoken, and almost seems to do better shooting from the hip than Joe Biden does with a prepared statement. Now, every article, every reference, the fact checks, all of the video, the majority of the videos and clips, the audio that I've played here, I have been referenced on my Facebook. So you can go to Facebook. You can even search me in Google or wherever you get your podcast. Search the Chubby Caucasian Christian Closeted Conservative and you're going to look for my eagle. I had a family member of mine 
paint that eagle and I was just infatuated with it. I thought it was so beautiful that she gave me the original. Now, she has a red bubble account. She's very talented. She just painted an another picture of an eagle. Very, It's very similar to the eagle uh, that I use as cover art, but it's clutching the American flag. It's just, she's very talented. So go over to Redbubble, search Robin, the letter N, brown. That's Robin as in the bird, the letter N, brown as in the color. You can also find a link to her Redbubble account in my description for this episode. Like I said, I want to start a dialogue with you guys. So please go to my Facebook, go to my Anchor account. You can go to Anchor and just search the Chubby Caucasian Christian Closet of Conservative on my Anchor account, it's really cool. You can leave me an audio message. So for those of you who don't want to type, who aren't on Facebook, and want to leave an audio message, just go to Anchor, search the Chubby Caucasian Christian Closet Conservative, and you can leave me a voicemail up to a minute long. If you have multiple things to say, leave multiple messages, please. When I first felt like I was being canceled by my friends and family in this area, I wanted to get my voice out, and the initial thought that I had was to create a podcast. Now, with my family and full-time job, I set a goal of to do it for six months and just to see what happens. So six months, every other week, that would be about 12 episodes. So I'm coming up on that 12 episodes and I'm just really not sure what the next step is for this. So please rate, comment, like, subscribe, reach out to me. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. Thank you everyone for listening and we will see you in two weeks.